0: Well, I'm as great as all of that aren't you glad for Jesus aren't you glad for the Lord I'm telling you this has just been I learned something everywhere I go these young men are teaching me how to preach twice on Sunday morning now I had no problem doing that on Sunday morning and Sunday night but you know what they taught us years go by you study all week long, and you get three or four sermons, and you don't preach the same thing over and over. And and uh, I'm, I'm surprised you remember that message, because I probably was told I shouldn't preach it more than once, you know. But we we learn that the Word of God is forever established and forever settled in heaven. Thank you for letting me come to your Freedom Church today. My Lord, this is awesome. I... I, I I've had, they stuck me back, they took me back and gave me some coffee and put me, you can sit right here. I sat here for a little while. I said, oh, I can't do this. I got to go talk to people. I'm not used to that. So we're so glad to see you and we want to talk to you after service as well. I thank the Lord for that. I was thinking though, I pay attention to service when I'm in it. Uh, They used to take me to places, uh, I'm getting old now, so they kind of, back a little bit, but they used to take me to places, and um, they said, we'll take you into the platform at the last minute. We'll march you in. And I said, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. I want to go worship. I want to be in the service. I want to see people's faces. I want to see how God moves upon them. And uh, I, I'm going to tell you, I pay attention to what goes on in we were talking about healing a little while ago, and you was talking about the miracles that God did for others. And the Lord spoke to me sitting there and said, But there's some said, Well, why didn't the miracle work for me? Why didn't my loved one live? How come my husband was sitting with me at the restaurant laughing and talking and just dropped dead? That's what happened to me. Oh, I got your attention. How come when I prayed for my mom or my dad, that God didn't raise them up? And I believe in healing, and I sing about healing. And I'm come on. Anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? I, I may not preach. As as want, I can't help it. You know, I just, pray, just do what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something. God has a season for our lives. You must pay attention to the season. We don't tell God how long our season is. We live for God to the best of our ability. And God puts as much in what we consider a short season as in a long season of others. Because I'll tell you why. He says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts, saith the Lord. <laughs> For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, now the Lord spoke all of this to me earlier. I'm telling you, you say, Oh, Sister Betty, I'm going to tell you something. God talks, <laughs> He's not mute. Hallelujah and his word confirms what he says to us and it says that as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven returneth not thither but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth in bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth and it shall not return unto me void But it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. For ye shall go out with joy, come on, (laughs) and led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you. Even those mountains and hills of death and sickness and sorrow that we don't understand, they'll break forth. Forth before you to singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. You know, people that live—I don't know if you live in the city or not. I lived in Chicago for 35 years and got delivered. Thank God. Whew! I'm sorry, Chicago, (laughs) but but I'm just telling you, I I came back to my roots, and I I thank God. I, I see the trees clap their hands. Praise the Lord! Can you clap your hands and give glory? to God this morning. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm a grandmother. I'm a great grandmother. I'm proud of it. I love it. And I love them as much as I do my own kids. In fact, I love it just almost as much as I did. I couldn't send my kids home. They were already home. But I could send those grandkids home. Didn't do it very often, but I could send them home. But there were many summers that I had grandsons from the Chicago area, four of them, that spent the summer with me. They didn't send them one at a time. They sent all four of them to spend the summer with me. And I want to tell you something. There's nothing like being a parent and a grandparent, and you take this season and make it the very best of your life. Amen. Father, We ask you one more time, one more time, will you anoint the word of God? This is your word. It's not ours. And so we ask you, Father, to minister to those that are in the house this morning. You know who's here. You know what they have need of. You know what people are going through. And I pray that we'll not try to figure it out, but we'll just put our trust in you. Minister to us from the precious Word of God. In Jesus' name I ask it. Amen and amen. Salvaging our heritage and our future. I see a lot of young people. Woo, A lot of young people here today. Can I tell you everything new is not good? And can I tell you everything that's old is not good? And these heritage days and these grandparents' days and all these special days, we got some old people that like to sit down and say, let me tell you. But I'm finding out something, grandparents. I'm learning from the young. I'm learning from those in this generation. If I want to run my computer, I get my grandchild. I got an 11-year-old grandchild that said, Here, let me, Nana. I'll show you what to do. You don't know how to do it. And, you know, it's just nice to sit back and let her think that she's showing me. I don't tell her, but she really is. But everything old and new, it's not whether it's old. It's not whether it's new, Brother John. It's whether it's relevant to the time that we're living in, to the generation that we have. What the world sees as a heritage is quite different than what the church sees as a heritage and what Christianity is all about. And we have been given this heritage of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And someone has left you something. He's left you something. He's left you His glory. He's left you His Word. He's left you His Spirit so you can make it through just, just generation. What do you consider your heritage? I live on a piece of property that my husband was born on. How he talked me into getting there, I don't know. We went there. There was no water. There was no electricity. There was nothing but woods, snakes, and bugs. He said it's the most beautiful, and he, he said it like this most beautiful place in all the world. He thought when God brought him back to Kentucky that God brought him to heaven. He found out when he really went to heaven, there was a heaven besides this place. But nothing had changed since he was a boy, and we had to develop that place. And I'll never forget bringing his old aunt down to the home place where we had put a home. And where we had changed things, and we had graded it, and we would put electricity on it, and we put water on it. I thought she would be so excited. Her face dropped. She said, I don't recognize a thing. It don't look like it did at all. I said, but Aunt Eva, things have to change. She said, I don't like change. I'm going to tell you something. God is in the changing business. Grandparents, look at me this morning. These grandchildren are not going to look like you. They're not going to act like you. They're not going to like what you like. The food is going to be different. They look scroungy and think they're dressed up. And I see weddings and I think, where are you going? To the, to the barn or to a wedding? We've got all of these ideas in our head. But I'm going to tell you, the memento in our minds and our hearts is not always what it means. The only thing that stays stable is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. (laughs) The, The only thing that stays stable is his power and his glory and his encouragement in our lives. And we need grandparents that don't sit back and fold their arms and say, I'm too old. I'm too feeble. Oh, come on. I'm too tired. I saw all these kids come up here today, and I said, Thank God for the, I, I, I worked for Head Start for 10 years. I was a family service worker. God delivered me. I didn't even work in the classroom. I worked in the office and went to their homes, but God still delivered me. Three and four-year-olds in this generation, now stick with me because some of you are not going to like what I have to say, kicking the teacher's shins, spitting upon them, using words that they should not say, and only three and four years old, screaming, throwing a tantrum, and I'd look and say, what are you going to do? They'd have had me in jail. <laughs> but the teachers said, oh, now, we, we oh, oh oh." but God in this church generation, help us to raise up and be strong and correct and give direction and live for God and be an example. <laughs> this is your season to influence your generation. Not time to sit. (laughs) Oh, I'm about to to tell my age for sure. George Jones said, I don't need your rocking chair. I just lost some of you. Some of you feel like it's rocking chair time. But your grandchildren are being raised in a generation. Hear me. Hear me. They're being raised in a generation. They're going to come home from school tomorrow. And your little granddaughter is going to say, I think I want to be a Your grandson is going to say, I want to be a girl. And the teacher is going to back it. Don't be quiet on me. Shake yourself. Wake yourself. Stand up for what's truth in this generation. Give us grandparents that are full of the power of the Holy Ghost and will stand for righteousness in this day and hour. Oh, Psalms 92 and 14 says, Ye shall bring forth fruit in your old age. I'm supposed to be retired. I'm on the records in Cleveland as being retired. But for some reason, it just hasn't worked out. Someone still says, come and preach. Someone still says, come and share. Because this world is dying for truth. They're dying for what's right. They have stood for wrong so long, they've lost their direction. I want to be a grandmother that's full of the power of the Holy Ghost with the power. Woo, somebody help me today. She come up. Oh, yeah. Isaiah 46 and 4 says this, even in your old age, I am he. I remember when I was young, well, you're not going to go back to that. You know, I'm from a real rural area been in 38 states in Canada preaching, and I've lived in the Chicago area for years. But I'm a rural, I'm a country girl. Raised in a rural area, and I live in a rural area, and I love a rural area. Nothing wrong with it. Don't talk down about it, because I like it. But I tell you, there's more to this than saying, well, we used to do it like this. And it used to be like that. And we've got to have it like we had it once before, or it's not going to work. Well, then why don't you get you a horse and buggy and hawk it up here and pull it up and say, I'm going to ride the buggy to church from now on. It's never going to be that way again, Grandma. It's not going to be that way again, Grandpa. But God is the same. The Holy Ghost is the same. He'll still bless us. He'll still use us. He'll still help us. I speak to t- again today. Whew, man, this is tough. But I like it. Sometimes what's hard is what's best for us. To parents with children that are juniors and teenagers and preteens. Oh, man, what a group. Not no more like them, I'll tell you. Don't look at me like that. Get up, Johnny. It's time to go to school. Bug off, Mom. This is the attitude of this generation. I don't pick on it, it's just the spirit that's been hatched out of hell against this generation. There's no respect. Oh, I'm going to meddle instead of preach, can I? I've worked in school systems and always you've got a mama that said, you're picking on my Johnny. You're picking on my Susie. They get blamed for everything. Well, could it be that they're doing it? And the same thing Happen in our churches. And we have children that stomp. Now, now I'm not talking about them stomping up here wall. Go, he's doing all right. But they'll stump their feet and shake their fist in their own parents' face. The words that they use, the language that they use, the attitude that they have, and parents that are parents of this age group. Forgive me. I'm not trying to offend you. You know, some preachers think the more they offend, the better job they do. That's That's not my calling. My calling is to tell you truth. I'm not trying to offend you, but this generation of parents needs to wake up and quit trying to be your child's best friend. You're not their best friend right now. They don't know it, but you're not. They don't know that you really are in the future and on days to come. They think you're the worst enemy in the whole world. They have no idea that if you're godly, if you're full of God, if you're full of the Holy Ghost, if you're full of love, if you've got rule, if you've got organization, if you've got regulation, you love them with an everlasting love. They belong to you, and you're responsible to see that they are taught the ways of the Lord. I worked with juniors a lot years ago. There's nothing more dramatic. A junior girl, I got an 11-year-old granddaughter. I call her my drama queen. Everything's a drama. They don't like me. They left me out. Come on. You think that don't affect your family life? Because you got mama that can't stand to see her little boy or little girl cry. Can't stand to see. say no to them about anything. Mama, everybody else is doing it. Everybody else is going. Everybody else is doing that. Everybody else is, is this, saying this and that. Everybody else is dressing like that. See update may make you popular, but it won't make you powerful. Daddy, you may love that little girl better than anything else, and you may think giving her everything is the answer. But the best thing you can do have a standard of godliness and holiness in front of her. She may be the cheerleader of the crowd. He may be the best ball player on the team. That's wonderful. There's nothing wrong with it. I love the kids watch kids play ball better than anything. I've always been a rebel. I've never really stuck to some old rules that didn't matter. But I tell you, here's what does matter. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is King. Jesus is powerful. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And your young children need a power of the Holy Ghost in their lives. Timothy told, Paul told Timothy, he said, you be sure that those that work in the church and go to church, come on, rule well their own house. That doesn't mean you're an ogre. That doesn't mean you're a tyrant. That doesn't mean you stand up and say, it's my way or the highway, bless God. You'll do as I tell you to do. That's not what it means. It means you rule well your own house. You have your children under subjection. You sit them down and say, I love you. I'd rather you would not do this. And if you choose to do it, if you're going to do it, then I have authority over you. And I have responsibility before God. Come on. To tell you, you cannot do it now. The day may come when you get old enough, you can do it. And you may tell me to go drop my hat somewhere. I'm not listening to you, Mom or Dad. But that day's not here yet. You're come on. You're I'm talking to somebody. You're now under my authority. You're now under my rule. You're now under my roof. And let me tell you, some of you need God's. God, the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. Some of you need to protect your threshold, you allow things to come into your home that should not be, you allow your kids to watch things they should not be watching, I tell you, too bad the rest went home, they didn't get this. We go to movies that we know good and well, and nothing but filth. And we say, I'm an adult. I can take it. Well, if you're an adult and you can take it, your kids think they can take it too. You're their example. If I come back or not, I'm so old I probably die for it. Anymore. So I can say, it's wonderful to get old. It's just wonderful to get old. You can say some things you never could say before. I had pastors say, "I don't know if I could ever have you come back or not." You tore my church up, and I, if I tear your church up today, I'm sorry, Brother Sean. You have to put it back together. But I'm just, tell- <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, God is looking for a remnant of moms and dads and grandparents. Oh, God, that will raise this generation and raise up a standard of the cross. We have a crossless Christianity now. Jesus said, if you be my disciple, you'll have to pick up your cross, not just on Sunday, Not just on Wednesday, not just on Family Day, not just on Heritage Day, not just on Easter, not just on Christmas, not just when they're having a good time for their kids. He said, If you'll follow me, you must pick up your cross daily and deny yourself and follow me. Having his children under subjection with gravity. Gravity is a force that attracts centering. Some of us need to get centered. Have you ever seen people one day, they're for you. One day they're all in. Man, they're, whoo, they had a revival. You tell I've been raised in church, can't you? Revival, whoo, revival hit 100 miles an hour. Oh, my goodness. I had a lady tell me Friday night, I got so tickled, brother. She said, we ain't seen a service like this in years. And I thought, honey, you're one of them. (laughs) You're one of them that's always looking for the phenomenal. You're always looking for the performance. You're always looking for something big to happen. Can I tell you, if no special speaker comes by, if no special somebody passes your way, Jesus has already come. The Son of God has already left you. I'm getting happier than you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. didn't matter to him if it was a crowd or if he was loved. He just came to the one on one, kicking his feet in the sand as he went down Galilee. And he heard one voice, one voice saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped. Oh thank God I don't have to be Miss Popular. Thank God I don't have to be Miss Uppity. Thank God I I I come out of that room and tell them ladies and the said, I got to talk to somebody. I got to shake hands with somebody. I'm nobody special. I'm just like you. I just love the Lord like you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad to meet you. Thank you for letting me come. I'm going to tell you something. The only way we're special is if we belong to the special one. Hallelujah. You must. Bring your children into a right relationship with God by your example. Center them around the Word of God and His power. Phew. My Lord, there's a season in your life. So, young people, I'm going to talk to you this morning. I've talked to your grandparents. I've talked to your parents. I want every young person in this place, I want your head up, chin up, look me right in the eye. I love young people. They've got an energy. They've got something to give that is phenomenal. But you better remember now the Creator in the days of your youth. This past year, I pastored for 20 years in the same place. It was a miracle. Most pastors couldn't pastor there. Two years. It was a miracle. One me. it was God. 20 years in that rural area. But I buried two young men that were in our youth group. One was by suicide and one Oh, did. Been saved. Been filled with the Holy Ghost. Came to church. Loved the Lord. They boys loved me. I'd see them at Walmart. And I I want to kill that one kid. Not really kill him, but you know, just kill him. I'd walk in Walmart and he'd say, Hey, Sister Betty! Clear across Walmart. Then say, Hey, Miss Shaver or Betty. Sister Betty. And everybody's like, Sister Betty. I say, yes, he said, I love you. Pray for me. Pray for me. And about a week or so before his death, he came to church. He, came, he never could come to church without hitting the altar. He cried through every service. Sweet boy, precious young man. Put my arms around him, he'd say, Sister Betty, I want to go to heaven. I, I want to go to heaven, I want to go to heaven. But every demon of hell was unleashed against that young man and against this, this this generation. Do you know what? Do you know what the devil has got your name, your address, your number? He knows more about you than you know about yourself. He makes it. The only thing good you can say about the devil is he does a good job at what he does. He tempts. we got, I'm going to preach it like I believe it. we got young people being raised in homes. You want your kids to live right. They want their kids to live right. They want them to do right. They want them to have morals. They want them to be upright but they themselves are not even married. You can't walk with God and run with the world. Somebody has to be the leader. Somebody has to. I said this morning any old dead fish can float downstream. Anybody can do what everybody else is doing. Anybody can do drugs and illicit sex and have all kinds of junk going on in their life because everybody else is doing it. Only the trash Goes downstream and is carried by the wind and the move of the time. But those that have God and those that have the power of the Holy Spirit set their face like a flint and say, I'm going to count. I'm going to raise up. I'm going to live for God. I'm not going to sell out. Let me tell you, young man and young lady, you are not for sale. You're not for sale you're not always going to be young but I got to share with you what happened with this young man God did such an awesome thing he prayed he sought the Lord and we got through he really had not old deed that night but his body had succumbed to what he had been doing previously and it took over his health and he came home from work and laid down on the couch and went to sleep and never never woke up. They said, We want you to do this funeral. I said, Oh God, God, how in the world am I gonna do this funeral? I can't I don't I don't I don't know about this, Lord. Help me, help me. And God woke me up in the night. I gotta get Lord brought to me the prodigal son. If you're sitting here today and you're messing around, doing things you ought not to be doing, and some of you think, "Well, I'll go back to church and I'll get forgiveness on Sunday," you may not live just Sunday. There's just a season in your life. Your days are numbered. Some of us feel like we can just slide by. And we haven't kept the oracles of God like we ought to. To where now conviction's hard for our people to feel. They don't feel convicted anymore. They don't feel wrong when they do something wrong. That's terrible. It's a danger. I said, God, you've got to let me know that this boy was okay. You've got to let me know. I've got to know, Lord. I pleased, I've got to know. And God brought me to the prodigal son. And the prodigal son said, I will arise and go home. Oh. Let me tell you, the church should be your home. God should be your home place. Jesus should be your safe place. Jesus should be the place where you feel loved and apart more than anything else. And as he got up and went home, I said, God, please talk to me. Talk to me. Tell me. And God said, not one place when the father had the young man come home, not one time did he turn to him and say, well, when you pay back all the money that you squandered, then you can come home. He didn't even mention it. Oh, that's how much God loves you. That's how much God cares for you. <laughs> Not one time did he say, when you get in there and wash up and clean up and put on some decent clothes. But when he decided to come back home, whoo, when he decided to be a part of what grandma had taught him, what mom and dad had taught him, what the church had taught him, when he decided to do that, over all the hog slop, whoo, glory, I said over all that old hog slop, the father said, Get a rope <laughs> and put it on him. Cover up that old hog slop. Cover up that sin. Oh, kill the fatted calf. And let's make a celebration. My son, that was lost is come home. Anybody feel what I feel? And there are young people in this building today. Mm -mm 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 -mm. You're sitting right here and you've battled worried, and you've been tempted, and your friends have tried to influence you, you've been pulled aside, and God's saying, get up out of that hog pen of temptation and sorrow and get on back to where you belong. Sister Betty, why are you talking to us like this? says, I want you to come quickly. I want you to play something softly for me. The Holy Spirit is hovering over in this place. You see, you got to make up your mind. you got to make up your mind to grandparents to stand up for what you believe. Parents to do what you know to do and young people you gotta make up your mind to come under everybody's got a boss everybody's got somebody over them I have a little nephew that just went to the service a little hothead nephew nobody could He just said, I'm going to the service. I said, goody, goody, goody. He sent me a picture. I just sent him a card yesterday. He sent me a picture. Man, he's standing straight. His hair's cut. Got his chin up. He ain't looking to the left. He's not looking to the right. I never in a million years thought I'd see Jacob. (laughs) but you know what he said I love it you know what mom and dad your young people are depending on you to lead them they're depending on you to tell them they don't have any sense of direction they don't you forgot more than some of them know and if you compromise and you become one of them they'll be lost Young people, if you don't come under the oracles of God's word and say, "I'm going to come out from among them and be separate," I'm going to be a part of a youth group in this place. I'd have a hard time knowing where to go to church if I lived in this area. You know why? I'm going to tell you what I feel like the Lord said when I preached for Brother Mike Heisel, and I told Brother Mike Heisel this: You young men like him and you, and different ones that are in this area. God's laying his hand on this these, this age group. Because there's an age group that don't want this power of God. They don't want. <laughs> they don't want this Holy Ghost. They don't want this loudness. They don't want this demonstration. And we're losing our generation. We're losing our young people. But young people are tired of hearing about the good old days. They want to see it. They want to see it. Stand to your feet with me this morning. They want to see the power of God. We had an altar call this morning. Earlier, we're going to have one again today. You may not want to. You may want to go out the door. You may say, I don't have time. Whatever. But I feel like doing this today. If you're under the age of 40, I want you to come up to the front of this building right now in the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, let's make it 45. Come on. It sounds younger and younger and younger to me. Next year I'll say 50. <laughs> My God. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. move over so everybody can get in. Just keep, just keep it on coming. Oh my Lord, I feel like I'm in heaven. My Lord, this is awesome. Whew, man, you've got it cut out for you. For every weapon formed against you shall never prosper, saith the Lord. Well, I have raised you up for such a time as this, in this place, and in this season. Back not up. Turn not to the left or the right, but go forward, saith the Lord.